Welcome to the Prolific Pulse Poetry Podcast. This is your host, Lisa Tomey. Today, we're going to have an open mic uh, for the Passion of Poetry group. Enjoy. Welcome to the Passion of Poetry open mic and YouTube. Um, we're so glad to see everybody here on this nice, bright Saturday morning for some of us, not evening for others. So um, we're going to go ahead and get started. And first person who will be sharing their poetry today is Elizabeth. So go ahead and tell us where you're from and give us your name. Okay. Hi, I'm Elizabeth O. Ogumodede, a Nigerian. And I live in Nigeria with my parents and my sisters. Thank you. And could you please share with us one of your beautiful pieces of poetry? Okay. I'll be reading The Unusual Bond. Lara kept her broken toys, those she loved. Toby kept his skateboards, but I had none. On the raffia mat, I sat under the starry sky, staring at a bowl of nuts, which Jean munched from. The yum yum sound of hers thrilled me, but I daren't share a munch for the ache in my tooth. Every chew would feel like hell. I cherish every part of my being and would not let go of all memories. So I secured my teeth in a translucent bottle. They were my art gallery for years. Even now, I still check on them. But it baffles me that Sammy never kept a strand of hair out of the lots I lost. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And now I'll have your father read and introduce himself. Um, good morning, everyone in the United States and other part of the world. Um, my name is Ogumodede Richard Omorulu. I'm a Nigerian. Um, I live with my lovely wife and children, um, three of them, girls. Uh, professionally, I'm an electrical contractor and um, I do so many other things in my leisure time, like writing short stories and poems. Um, I would like to read with you today one of my poems I so much cherish. And um, the poem is like um, a poem I wrote, <laughs> having known that. Uh, people, most of us, we judge others even when ourselves are not righteous. And we judge other people. So let me go straight to the poem. It says, the title is Don't Be the Judge. Don't be the judge. Um, let me go forward. The decade I spend, I evaluate. The error I spot. The errors I observe 
were barely much. Like an atom they are, but they cause regrets. If only we could, if only our life errors could be erased, we would need more than a lifetime to get them fixed. I often pinpoint others' mistakes, even when forgiveness, sorry, I, I often pinpoint others' mistakes, even when perfection is far from me. Why don't we let go others' mistakes and grieve forgiveness not at the tail? If no man would dare cast the first stone, then let heavens alone be the judge. That's the end of the poem. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank I you. Thank you. Okay, um, Kathy Jo. Thank you, O'Brien from California, USA. And I'm going to be reading my poem called uh, Many Faceted Love. I welcome sweet love into my new life. I see it each day in my mother's smile. It helps me be calm and not accept strife when I don't find peace going through trial. Love blossoms in me as lessons I learn. A child will become whatever they see. A mother who loves will in her heart yearn for a child with love to the nth degree. As youth hasten on, love mellows, sinks in. A cause and effect experience shows. They begin to see love as a win-win. Love watered so well is just how love grows. Adulthood is reached, love permeates well. Rants in the air should be truly swell. And that is my first sonnet. That was beautiful. Thank you, Kathy Jo. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And next would be Anna. Hi. My name is Anna Maria Dallorio. I live in Italy. And now it's 4 p.m. Something New is the title of my poem. Such hard years of toil, change your heart cocoon. No more caterpillar, some more butterfly. Unfurl your wings, dare to fly. Go with the wings, show off your own colors, never have your satellite or to a vessel you use. Yours is overflowing, hiding something new. You, great example, bringing real life, and somebody else's story in different places, different times. Thank you very much. That was lovely. Thanks. Thanks. I believe that Annette is next. Good morning, everybody. Annette Turpley from the United States. And I think everybody knows me, so. Um, 
this is I wrote the other day. I'll be doing some from our upcoming book as well. But um, this is when when you find your true love. When you finally find your true love, when at last your prince you meet, it will be worth all the waiting, finding your love that is your soul is sweet. You can feel it at the first kiss, electrifying your body it wakes. During what once was dormant, emotions reeling, your breath it takes. Love is love that is unimaginable, the virgin mind that hasn't experienced love. Can you hear the cooing of the lovers, the sound simulating two white doves? His voice is music to her ears, a lullaby that soothes her soul, as they walk arm in arm together as they take a leisurely stroll. For nothing will quite compare to the discovery that you have found your betrothed. Raw emotions at the surface, they are now scantily clothed. Oh, the air that he breathes, let her essence be on his bated breath. Her prince shall love her forever, will cherish and love her until his dying death. That was lovely. Thank you. Did you want to share Jill's poem at this time? I can do that. Let me change channels to Jill's folder real quick. Okay. This is a great poem. It's um, called Until We Meet Again. And uh, let me see here. I see you when I close my eyes, the way you appeared in our bedroom on that last night when we made love. He stood before me fully naked like some warrior devoid of brilliant, brilliant body paint, fierce and you're wanting me. Some tiny part of your spirit gentled by my touches. Somehow you appeared relaxed, yet nerves so raw, they danced feverishly upon my skin. Parallel emotions were revealed in your eyes. There exists the whole of a poem in those eyes, a poem that I know. I will never write. My mirror has changed, not entirely the result of a horrific haircut. I could say that three times click my heels and still it remains a ghastly cut. The telltale chemo cut, purple shadows appear underneath, beneath my eyes, bruises and angry eruptions splatter across my back, my belly, my limbs, and on my breasts, announcing the undeniable awakening immune system. My defenses redefined. Often, my eyes simply fill up with tears. They slip free, barely noticed by me and rarely acknowledged. You have been my friend, my lover, and best of all, my muse. You have drizzled the warm oil of the muse's magic into my waiting palms, releasing the mana of my words, fitting themselves round each other to form sonnets and stanzas of unequal beauty. Once more, before you go, press your lips again to mine. You will find them warm, soft, supple, a joyous and welcome surprise. In these last few moments, we have been given a magical gift to see one another as once we appeared in the splendor magnificent of our early moments together. No need for messy farewells. We rejoice in the knowledge that this is not an ending, simply another beginning, beginning, a passage of time, and we will be together again. What a glorious reunion that will be.
Thank you. And that was written by Jill Sharon Campbell. Okay, Sir Frost. Hi everyone. Hi everyone. I'm Safraz from um, the United Kingdom. So it's nice to meet everyone. Uh, the poem I'm going to read is actually for, from uh, Annette and uh, my uh, book, Two Hearts, being blasted all over the internet. So I'm sure all of you must know about obviously the new book that we've written together. And uh, this poem is a poem I wrote because just before COVID, I was getting a lot of invites to go to lots of nice places and one of the places i was asked or um, uh, invited to go was um, new york and um, i wrote this, called this poem spanish harlem because um because of my invite and uh, i wanted to go so i so i wrote this poem and i hope you like it and it's in the book it's in the book and it's called spanish harlem the sky seemed brighter than before as i walked past the old neighborhood I stopped to compliment the graffiti walls. The colours seemed to transcend, blend into one as a walk in the midnight sun. Beyond the museum and the relics of the past, the jazz music and the cultural shift. I smiled to myself as I know that I'm going to a place where love exists. A place, place in between Bronx, Brooklyn and the American dream, where the Latinos and the Puerto Ricans swoon and sway as the music plays. While come and go tourists sit in bars and cafes, they twist their bodies and dance to the vibe, the rhythm, the rhythm pulsates and drools. While the drum beat spills, uh, spills over and uplifts the minds and hearts and minds of the kids playing in the street. The mothers talk and the engines grind as I search for something I left behind. The rows I grew through the pavement cracks. I left my heart in Harlem and now I want it back. Thank you. Thank you very much. That was lovely surprise. Okay, thank you so much. I'm going to read. Um, this is not a poem. I just fix my screen here. Okay. This is not a poem. From the moment I lay in the warmth of her womb, protected from the world, I felt her love. The songs she sang and the way she walked, carrying me within, I knew I was loved. This is not a poem, but an anthem of sorts. When I entered the world, air touched my face and I cried. She was the first to hear. This is not a poem. It's a record, one could say. Mom used to tell a story of my birthday, every birthday, of how she counted my fingers and toes, and I was her beautiful soul. This is not a poem. It is a closeness of my mother's heart in the iambic pentometer of her heartbeat. Okay, thank you. Next would be Elizabeth. So this poem is titled, Some Moments With You. Past vegetation to the woods and left alone to the hands of nature. The sweet whistling of birds 
would not be compared to the wonderful words to tell me. Neither would the flamingos in the water signify a love greater than yours for me. For every minute you spend with me, I love and adore. And your lovely voice, which beautifies your words, are more appealing than beautiful flower gardens. Thank you. Lovely. Thank you. Thank you. Richard? Yeah, this is a, a poem that holds so much of my emotion. Um, it's a poem I wrote after the death of my mom. Um, because actually there were a lot of things. The very week, the week before she died, I was supposed to tell her some um, some vital information and I just felt we would say some other day. Never other day. I should have said it that day. So since then, I've been battling with that emotions and uh, that's why I wrote the poem. Um, it's titled, I lit candles awaiting your return. The guilt of words I kept from you keeps tearing me apart deep in my thoughts. Your smell I'm left with, but not your view. How could you have parted without my trust? The error we shared, the errors I shared with you seem long but short. Sorry, seem long but short. Precious moments you profited for my infanthood can never be measured for a billion words. What a dilemma you have put me through. You sometimes proudly say you wouldn't leave me, but the cruel wind blew you off in the wake of the moon. Goodbye, they say is the saddest word. This explained to me that death is mean. I will ignite every candle to keep alive your memory. I will rush above high towers. Pray I behold your angelic look. I will fight all your cause if it takes me breaking through the armory. And I will proclaim to my offsprings how great the person that took from me. Um, this book, this poem is also can be found on Amazon in a book titled um, Wisdom and Voices on Amazon. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Richard, be sure and send me the link to that and I'll put it in the show notes, the link to your Amazon. Okay. That goes for anybody. Um, if you email me the uh, link to your books, I'll be glad to put it in the show notes. Thank you. Kathy Jo? Okay.
Finally, my internet was acting up. Okay, this poem is called The Plaintive Song. I heard a plaintive melody I just could not forget. I wondered why it clung to me. I can't forget it yet. A beautiful young maiden had found her love so true. Her heart was saddened beyond words, melancholic and so blue. She learned that he was dying. He had no hope at all. The maiden's heart was not consoled and she began to bawl. Oh, Johnny, please don't leave me. I cannot live alone. And Johnny's voice did quiver. Your love is all I've known. So they did pledge together that they would die as one. Their families implored them all in vain that such should not be done. Sweet Sally dried her bitter tears and Johnny heaved a sigh. They chose a day to meet their fate in the lake where they met, they died. That song still haunts me to this day. A sadness o'er me doth creep. I'll never forget Sweet Sally and Johnny or the lake where they chose to sleep. Thank you. Does that come from um, someone that you know? It's all from my head. Okay. Well, that's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Anna? Roses committing the crimes, yet you settle them from life. You present them to people far from loving ready to mock, good to crash, a bit of certainty, another rose will bloom. Thank you, it's lovely. Annette? Okay, um, this is uh, uh, one of the reasons why I got Sarfaz, um, I read his book, read parts of his book and wrote this poem called The Romantic Poet because he writes so much romance. So, The Romantic Poet. I'm entranced with his words written with precision and clarity. I long for more, take me away, no need for brevity. He knows my heart masterfully. <clears throat> he opens the chambers, enticing me further. He bears my soul, we are no longer strangers. Like a feather that traces your contours with great ease. His words embody, they breathe life they, and they please. He takes my mind to places I thought I, could, I would never go. His verse causes me to flush my body now a lit with a glow. I possess the innate knowledge that he knows me so well. His ink on the paper penetrates me, I am under his spell. I have become transparent my emotions he does embrace. Is he aware of my persona? Would he recognize my face? His kiss, he kisses me with his word at first tender and sweet, then his pen wields passion and intensity is not discreet. With his words, he makes music. With his pen, he does paint. Reach out your arms and catch me 
hurry before it's too late. For now, his words have drawn me into a slumber, a vegetative state. Do not leave me now and awaken me before it's too late. Beautiful. Sarfaz, are you blushing? Because you are the romantic poet. And with that, we'll bring you on next. <laughs> I, I, think, I think I know a lot about Adette's romance, but she always uh, makes me blush. <laughs> Bless her. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna read um, uh, one from the new book, Two Hearts, uh, which is out on Wednesday, and this poem I think has caused a lot of stir, and um, and also uh, I've got some rave reviews about it, which was quite nice, which is called Take Your Knee from My Neck. Okay, so here we go, here we go, here we go. Three hundred pounds of flesh pure ignorant and hate, bore upon him punctured muscle, bone and skin. In a fit of rage, he placed his knee upon his neck as the weight of a nation lay upon, upon him. Bear with me, I think I've lost it. I need to get it back again. Bear with me, I've, 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 I have lost it. <laughs> uh, I'll have to start again. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay, I've, I've, it's, it's just flew right off. <laughs> and we'll get it again. Here we go. Here we go, we need it there, we need it there. Yeah, nearly. Here we go. Start again. I'm going to start again, guys. Sorry about that. It just flew right off the uh, page. Okay, it's called Take Your Knee From My Neck. 300 pounds of flesh, pure ignorant and hate, bore upon him, punctured muscle, bone and skin. In a fit of rage, he placed his knee upon his neck, as the weight of a nation lay upon his ribcage. As it lay on the shop floor, he pleaded once more to let him breathe, to let him go. Instead, he adjusted his knee, edged a little bit closer, stopped the flow put the full weight upon his neck, for far too long began to stop the flow of air from his lungs, while the full force of America's finest poised himself got ready to attack, while an innocent black man lay dead on his back. No time to quote the First Amendment or civil rights. This was just another nail in the coffin of history's, uh, the history of black subjugation by whites. Another murder that ignited a flame that shone so bright a time to take sides, uh, to decide what is wrong and what is right. A time to stand up, a time to fight. Thank you. Beautiful and certainly um, appropriate for the month of February. Yeah, it was, uh, it caused, uh, I, and that caused a ripple right across the world, as we all know, but that is the poem that I wrote at that time. So thank you very much. Okay, thank you. It's interesting because the next poem that I have up to read is called How It Was for Black Men on the Railroads. Slaves moved from the fields to the railroad jobs, not called by their name, but names they called them. 
Working on the railroad was hard for blacks. They risked their lives jumping from car to car. The color of their skin ruled what they did. Taking risks, not really a choice, you see. Laws kept the black man from more skilled jobs, even though they had exceptional skills. Laying track through rough lands and tunnels too, shovels, picks, axes, explosives were used. Bring along the wheelbarrows, ropes, and mules, driving heavy spikes, precisely screwed up. Precision was important for setting rails. No doubt any slight difference caused death. The derailment came if not measured right, and the black man made sure others were safe. Black prisoners had the riskiest jobs, often left to die when falling from cliffs. Nothing to be said for their souls right then. They considered them less than valued life. And the way they became such laborers did not match the crime or even confirmed. A Pullman job was prestigious, true, but they treated them just like equipment. Life back then, the way they treated black men, inspired the movements of civil rights. Sleeping car porters had a brotherhood inspired by treatment of these nameless souls. It would be many years before a change. Many souls would march for their civil rights. Randolph, King, Malcolm X, to name just some, to step forth for souls until kingdom comes. And this poem was inspired from research I have done about after learning of the black prisoners who lost their lives working for the railroads and the suspicious ways they came into being imprisoned and for the treatment of railroad workers who went straight from slavery to continued enslavement, yet believing in a dream. And I still believe the fight continues today. Thank you. I have a message here for just one moment. Thank you. Okay, and next would be Elizabeth. Um, my dad had to attend to something urgent, so I think I'll be reciting his last poem and also I'll also be reciting mine. Thank you. Thank you, Dad, for coming. Okay, so my poem is titled Pleasant Creation. Hopping merrily in the woods, I behold colorful butterflies that gave the plants a finishing touch. I enjoyed the sweet whistling of the canary and I fell in love with the scintillating colors of flowers. The crystal clear spring that flowed through the woods looked bright as the tender morning sun shone on it. The tall trees caused the mild wind to blow and the animals played happily about. The massive flowers pushed the woods with their pleasant fragrance. The blue and white hue made the sky look ever bright, making it perfect for this morning beauty. I walked to a hilltop, which housed my little cottage, amazed at the wonders of this heaven on earth. 
appreciating God for his great handworks. So that's my steps, pavement, streets. Steps, pavement, streets, and sentry pebble are not clear. Suddenly, clock, clock, rain, time, as well as stones, amid the waving crowd faces. Thank you. Thanks. Okay, this is from um, Sarfraz in my book also, Through Hearts. It's called The Night in June. The night you proposed we were at the lake, a romantic evening you had made for my sake. You took my heart to the moon and back and returned to the earth still remaining intact. We danced on the dock, the moon behind the clouds. You murmured, I love you, you said it out loud. The violin played, you spun me around. The bow on the strings, it was sweet, melodic sound. Lantern, lighted lanterns over in the trees, over in the trees overhead. The lighting was perfect, the ambiance it fed. You floated on the lake in the quaint canoe. Geese were overhead, to their nests they flew. A small box from your jacket you then withdrew. I was present in the moment, it was then that I knew. Hands shaking with excitement as you look into my eyes. It was then I started to shake, I started to cry. You said, will you marry me, will you be mine forever? Answering yes, knowing that this tie would never sever. The clouds then parted and we saw the light of the moon. That beautiful summer night at the end of June. Uh, I just I just saw something on here that needs to be taken care of later on. <laughs> Thank you. So, friends, that's one of the things sometimes when I read a poem that I find sometimes like an oops. <laughs> Oh, bless. Okay, so uh, again, following on the theme from Annette's uh, poem, I'm going to read a one from Two Hearts. I'm going to take you to a jazz club in Soho in London, well, one of my favourite places that I love to bits, and it's called Ronnie Scott's, and it's called Another Night at Ronnie Scott's. Another night at Ronnie Scott's, the jazz is flavoursome and the atmosphere is hot. The musicians limber up with their instruments and drums. They watch the audience come in one by one. Champagne bubbles rise and burst as happy-go-lucky party people wait to quench their thirst. As they wait patiently in the wings, waiting for the jazz singer to sing. She limbers up and down when no one is around. She stretches her vocal cords with gin and vodka shots sets the nightingale free to perform her song a timeless reminders of lovers long gone while in the audience a poet stands waiting with pen in hand waiting to be inspired to be taken to places much higher to fall in love with the music and the vibe to feel something so he knows he's alive thank you so much that was, that was lovely thank you so it speaks so much to the poet's life, it really does. Okay, I'm going to read one um, 
It's dedicated to Maya Angelou. Um, it's called Never Alone. Thoughtful of silence, living life at a snail's pace. Isn't it better living life alone, just one? Could it possibly be best? Watching the rat race, people run hither and yon, breathing heavily, keeping pace with the latest, fantasizing about things. How about catching all the rhythms of the rain, watching suns melting, feeling the steamy rising? Is this better after all? Shadows of darkness comforting the fearful man. Why does it matter? Is he better off alone? Does he feel the onlyness? Fearing the sunshine when the drink is not enough, when shoes fall apart as hot asphalt burns the soles, his stomach rumbles often. Best thing I can tell, there's no need to fool ourselves. It's not happening. There is no way to survive believing we are all alone. Take the busy man spirited to run the race, thinks his road is high, sun still finds his balding head, rain still trickles on his face. Silence is for breaking, ceilings breaking, glass released. Life is made for each, making it better for all. Otherwise, we all suffer. Taking paces back, influencing these hard times, making the changes needed to resolve the needs, focusing on peaceful ends. I want to thank you all so much for coming today to the open mic. I want to congratulate Annette and Safraz on their upcoming book. And hint, hint, we'll be having a session with Annette and Safraz very soon, right after the book is released. And remind people that have any books that they want to share um, in the show notes to just email me your um, show links to prolificpulse at gmail.com, or you know how to find me on Facebook land. So thank you all so much. Does anybody have anything they want to? Party words or anything that you want to share before we go? Just want to say thank you, Lisa. That's I think that's it for putting this on. I think it's great. I think it's great to get obviously us guys together and share some fantastic poetry. So just to say thank you, I think. Well, thank you all so much for thank you for participating and we'll do this again. You Yay. have a great Saturday. Thank you. Bye everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Prolific Pulse Poetry Podcast. If you would like to be a guest, please send an email to prolificpulse at gmail.com and put podcast in the subject line. Thank you and have a great day. Bye-bye.